Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 29th of January, 2024. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel, and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel as well. Hello to everyone in the live chats. There is a lot to cover tonight, so my MacBook is completely overloaded, so that's why there might be a bit of a delay in in some of the the, the movements there. It is 9pm here in Melbourne, Victoria, where I hope you all had an excellent Australia Day on Friday and long weekend, where we saw Thomas Sewell and the National Socialist Network send our political leaders and mainstream media into another meltdown, uh, which did have the positive impact of sucking all the Australia Day coverage away from the Invasion Day savages. Uh, which deep down uh, would have pissed them all off. Uh, the mainstream media, of course, pump up every year this non-debate about Australia Day being on January 26, even though we had polling from the Institute of Public Affairs uh, that said 63% of Australians support it being on January 26, when 17% of, of Australians polled oppose. Now, I celebrated uh, as... Those of you who follow me on social media know, celebrated Australia Day at the Doncaster Bowling Club, an event hosted by dissident actor Damien Richardson. And I was wondering, at the back of my mind uh, throughout the day, I wonder where Tom and the NSN will uh, show up. I saw that the last one of the last things that... Uh, that uh, Tom posted uh, to uh, his uh, socials what uh, is that there would be a response to the decapitation, uh, the uh, dismemberment of the Captain James Cook statue in St Kilda a couple of days before Australia Day. And imagine my shock, there is no a update uh, from Victoria Police about uh, any suspects, any progress of the investigation. Uh, please let me know in the comments. I, uh, I fixed the audio if there's any other issues there. Now, I got this news alert uh, when I was up at Doncaster and it said police operation underway in, in North Sydney. Uh, a, a train has been stopped with uh, uh, 50 uh, masked men on board. And initially I didn't twig uh, that it was Tom and the, the NSN. I was sort of like, oh, what, what, what's that, go that going on? But when obviously I opened up my uh, social media feed, 
I saw uh, that uh, that uh, Thomas Sewell and the National Socialist Network had been, well, they they, they had been given, in fr- uh, they'd been detained in that uh, that train uh, where they had travelled uh, from the northern Sydney uh, northern Sydney suburb of. I don't know the suburbs of uh, of of Sydney there, uh, but it, it was in they caught they caught they caught a train from what's the suburb again? I can't remember it. Yeah, Armerton. That's what it's called. They took a train from Arbiton to North Sydney, and police must have had advanced knowledge of uh, what uh, the NSN had planned. Maybe they'd been monitoring because they stopped the train and then got out each of them one by one. They got them to remove those who were wearing face masks. They were called balaclava. uh, 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 They were described as balaclava wearing men. There were plenty of of, uh, men on that train without face coverings, obviously Thomas Sewell. I had Michael Nelson Mickle, who uh, was just who uh, was just live the previous hour. Uh, there was also uh, Joel uh, Davis as well. There was uh, there, there was a number who were already not wearing face coverings there. Uh, so they got them all out, uh, asked for their name and addresses. The five who were. A, who it had deemed they were arrested. Uh, Mikkel just before said that that's because uh, they couldn't, they didn't have proper ID on them. And uh, so police put out a statement at the time saying there was uh, no ongoing threat to, to, to public safety. And so they confiscated a $10,000 camera uh, that uh, the NSN had. And there was already, like, the, the the riot squad public order, they were all there. So clearly this was well planned in advance by the New South Wales police. And they do have a much, a much more uh, draconian uh, move-on laws and to, to, to ban people from areas. I, there does it, and they can, at any in any area in New South Wales, demand somebody remove their their their, their face covering. Uh, so in Victoria, it only has to be a it, it can only happen in a designated area. And so I'm not sure if the NSN thought that maybe the New South Wales Police uh, might treat them differently from Victoria Police, but yeah, New South Wales Police they 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 know what uh, know what powers that uh, they're allowed to use and this was the they'd already had the statement uh, ready to go uh, when uh, Thomas Sewell and National Socialist Network arrived ready yeah yes yeah. make sure we can hear yeah my name is inspector Dagenas public order rights squad you're being served with a public safety order under part 6b the law enforcement powers and responsibility act I believe your presence in the Sydney City local government area poses a serious risk to public safety. This is based on your audiological links, including your associates, your previous attendance at audiologically motivated public order incidents, your criminal history of assaulting members of the public, 
and your goal of intimidating and provoking people. You must remain out of the Sydney City Local Government area or anywhere there is an Australia Day event planned for 2024 until 23.59 hours today, being 26th of January 2024. You can collect, obtain a copy of this order for collection at the North Sydney Police Station located at 273 Pacific Highway, Crows Nest. So, in summary, it's to stay out of the Sydney local government area. So this was the piece of paper that was given to Tom and uh, uh, the police officer reading it uh, uh, said that there was a hard copy. So they were banned from the Sydney city local government area or anywhere where there is an Australia Day event planned until uh, 11.59 p.m. So does that include a, like, if there's a, is a pub uh, which I don't know has a band that's playing Australian songs. Is that is that an Australia Day event? Uh, and does that include the whole of New South Wales? Because New South Wales police only have jurisdiction for New South Wales. So does that mean anywhere? Like if they just walk into, like I, I mentioned a pub, but yeah, say if there's Australian flags in an ice creamery, for example, is that considered a, an Australia Day event? I'm just, all these hy hypotheticals here. Uh, now, uh, Senator Slayer, who is in the, in the chat, uh, I noticed as well about that cop, he was wearing a, a red armband, uh, which, uh, well, it reminds a lot of us, and as they says, the cop is wearing a Nazi armband. It sure looks similar. I mean, that 
like it's the day before I holocaust remembrance day which we'll get to i mean that could be very triggering for a lot of people how did that pass even like that that would be a good idea for a new south wales police officer to be marching around with a red armband you know i felt like i was you know punched in the stomach or stabbed in the heart by just seeing that there and now also the, the mainstream media also arrived there in record time we don't know whether they uh were tipped off as well uh now tom saul i uh to his uh, you have to give him credit he's good at dealing with the hostile uh mainstream media and so this is what he i think maybe channel nine was the first on the on the scene there Uh, Wolfman's blunt razor makes a good point. Cops never said they couldn't go to any anti-Australia Day event. Very good point. Because isn't did, uh, clearly they didn't want them in the the CBD to uh, disturb the already angry mob of Invasion Day protesters who were always shouting shame, 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 and they had the 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 uh, pro-Palestinian uh, tie-in uh so and i think they just added the, <laughs> they specifically included australia day events it's like you can't be anywhere uh like 
because you we we suspect you are coming in to uh disturb uh, the mostly peaceful invasion day protest we're just going to cancel australia day uh for all of you now the next day uh, the national socialist network it turns out that they'd hired a a scout hall uh to have a gathering uh, in the suburb of north uh taramara and they were given another uh, move on notice as well though the the officer who read it read it out to them he was literally uh shaking and so uh, this is this is how that unfolded here. You got served a public um, safety order yesterday. Uh, this is a variation of that order. If you didn't get served a public safety order yesterday, this is a new order. As I said, I'm Chief Inspector McCarthy from Kringai Police. You've been served with a public safety order under Part 6B of the Law Enforcement Powers Responsibility Act at uh, 13 minutes past 8 on the 27th of January 2024. I believe that your presence in the Sydney local government area, North Sydney LGA or any Australia Day 2024 events poses a serious risk to public safety. This is based on your ideological links including your associates, your previous attendance at ideologically motivated public order incidents and the possession of shields, masks and face coverings at North Sydney train station on the 26th of January, 2024. I'm making variation to the public safety order that was made verbally yesterday. The terms of the new order are, you are pro prohibited from and must remain out of the Sydney local government area, North Sydney local government area, or any attending any other Australia 2024 events until 23.59, on the 28th of January 2024. It is an offence to contravene or fail to comply with the public safety order. It is an offence to contravene or fail to comply with the public safety order. The maximum penalty is five years imprisonment. I don't know how many years in the New South Wales Police Force that officer has served. He looked like he was well, in his in the senior years of his career, but you saw how whoever had the the camera zoomed into his shaking shaking hand there, and I mean that must have been really humiliating for him at the end for them to just laugh at oh you're sh sh shaking mate like how does he how does he go like on the beat i mean or is he just at his desk the uh, these days uh pete Gossiman says hey, yeah the guy even laughed uh, referring to one of the officers it's all a ruse to seem to be doing something and imagine my shock the mainstream media uh was also uh, there and uh, of course Thomas Sewell, uh, he, he, he was uh, ready to ready for any of their or questions or uh, well, <laughs> their the the way of their 
try ways to try and uh, trip him up or uh, bamboozle or loaded questions. We all know how they work. Um, just wanted some key footage that the police stole from us when they took our ten thousand dollar camera. So, were you disappointed with what the reaction today? What reaction? Well, the police reaction here today to your to your gathering here. I'm I'm disappointed in general to how New South Wales politicians have ordered a police force that's meant to protect the public to attack and violate the civil rights and the, the freedom of Australian citizens celebrating Australia Day. That's what I'm most disappointed about. The police ultimately have to do what they're told or they lose their job. Uh, but the politicians are the problem and they need to be removed from office. So where to from here? As I said, top secret mission, yeah. So, so if you like, you, 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 you will continue throughout the day? Oh yeah, we will, but in accordance with these uh, fake laws that they've put on us. We'll abide by it and we'll challenge it at a later date. But what they've done is they've said we're not allowed to be within seven LGAs of Sydney. So they're, they're saying that they're going to send us to five years in prison if we enter within any of the seven LGAs of Sydney. Sydney CBD, like there's seven LGAs. And we're not allowed to go into those and we're not allowed to celebrate Australia Day. And I have this in writing as well. And uh, it's on Telegram and it's on Twitter. I've uploaded it. So you can see what the orders from the politicians have been that we as free, white Australian, proud Australian men, we're not allowed to celebrate Australia Day this weekend. We're not allowed to enter the CBD. So if you're banned from seven LGAs, where will you go? Somewhere outside of those seven LGAs. They had originally banned us from one and then two and now it's seven. So they're trying to chase us out of town. Is this, are, are you just, sorry. Is this one of the LGAs? Yes, so know? that's why we're leaving. Yeah. Are yeah, you they're disappointed just... with the reaction over the course of, of your, your campaign over the last few days? Absolutely not. I think it's been great to illustrate how we live in a tyranny, not a liberal democracy. A liberal democracy would allow white Australians to demonstrate and publicly protest and publicly celebrate uh, their national holiday. So I think it's been great to illustrate that to the Australian people. Blood and honour. Happy Australia Day. Uh, so the uh, the move on order and the ban, uh, uh, the initial uh, move on and ban was from one LGA, the Sydney of Sydney, and any event deemed an Australia Day event, now expanded it to seven LGAs. And I'm just wondering, uh, do the New South Wales, like how far does this power by the New South Wales police, like, could they literally ban them from every LGA in the state? Then they'd then they'd be uh, be up for five years in jail uh, for just being in the state. I mean, the the fact that they expanded it to like, what if some of the like they obviously they checked their addresses and and logged them. I uh, did they make sure that seven that uh, that none of the uh, none of the members uh, or men present uh, resided in one of those seven LG, uh, LGAs like how 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 would they supposed to get home or as sleep and so they went even even harder the ne the, the next day there well in terms of uh, in terms of the move on order and Chris Minns, uh, the New South Wales Labor uh, Premier, uh, he, uh, of course, uh, used uh, this opportunity uh, to show, uh, show that, well, uh, he, of course, uh, condemned uh, the NSN, uh, which, I mean, I, uh, I'm glad that Chris Minns clarified that he is uh, anti 
Nazi because otherwise I would have assumed he was pro-Nazi. I mean, this is the ridiculous things. Uh, so hatred has no place in New South Wales. If these thugs try to pull a stunt like this again, they will be met with overwhelming force from the New South Wales police. I don't want to give them the platform, but I do want to grandstand. I just added that bit in there. But I do want to make it absolutely clear the white supremacist thugs who attempted to gather in C Sydney's CBD yesterday, you are not welcome here. You have no place in New South South Wales. Hate speech and white supremacy have no place in New South Wales and will not be tolerated. And Thomas will reply to want all proud white Australians to see what the ruling class think of you. If you're white and want to demonstrate on your national holiday, the politicians will order the police to use overwhelming force to stop you while they use your taxes to fund gay and abo rallies. And now uh, Chris Minns, uh, he has already uh, New South Wales uh, beefed up uh, their anti-vilification laws and they're wanting to beef up uh, the laws against uh, inciting uh, violence or intending to cite violence on, uh, on various attributes. Uh, though, of course, nobody agrees with anyone inciting violence, though we know the definition is can be expanded uh, to include statements uh, which uh, the government and media don't agree with. Uh, so this was uh, the seven seven news on Saturday night uh, report, and Chris Minns is basically at every press conference he's had the, uh, had over the the long weekend uh, used another opportunity to say they're not welcome here, and we'll consider more uh, laws if we need to. Premier has ramped up his attacks on Sydney's neo-Nazis, giving police the green light to forcibly remove their hoods and masks to shame them in front of family, friends, and colleagues. Chris Minns has already foreshadowed tougher laws to stop them from meeting, but even after three days of warnings, many don't seem to care. They gathered again today in a park in Artarman on the North Shore. The reserve shut down as police move in. Many of the white supremacists keeping their identities secret, but police have now been told not to hesitate to expose them. If you believe that you can disguise your identity while intimidating the people of New South Wales in the streets, police will remove the balaclava from your face. About 70 members of the far-right group tried to stage a protest on Australia Day, but the riot squad shut them down. And last night, police issued another move-on order as the group emerged out of the darkness in Taramurra. Their leader admitting today's gathering was purely for propaganda purposes. Had to reenact part of what happened on the weekend with new cameras. At a park normally enjoyed by families, locals were disturbed by the sight of masked men dressed in black. It's not safe. Reserve is where you have soccer training, you have community garden, all sorts of things. Nah, that's, that's, that's not a common. The display of Nazi flags and symbols is already banned in New South Wales and the Premier says he'll toughen laws if needed to ban the Nazi salute. To make sure that overt Nazi gestures and symbols are outlawed in New South Wales. But the Premier admits he's powerless to ban the racists, many from interstate. And obviously it's pathetic if it wasn't so 
um, nauseating. Grace Fitzgibbon, 7 News. And now, as far as I know, Nazi gestures and symbols are already banned in New South Wales. That's how they were able to charge a, a Sydney United uh, fan uh, with doing a Nazi salute at the uh, the Australia Cup final in 2022. Uh, so what are you going to make it double illegal? And we also have the federal law as well, which basically means... Uh, it can't even be showing the Nazi salute and swastika online as well. And as Chris Minns uh, said, uh, he's not sure that he can ban them from the state. Well, many of them do live in the state. And as Pete Kozyman says, it's unconstitutional, so maybe just chill a bit. Uh, well, the Constitution didn't mean much, as we know, during the uh, the COVID uh, lockdowns and border closures. The Constitution says that trade, commerce and intercourse, which is travel uh, between the states, shall be absolutely free. And as... Senator Slayer has made the point they're wearing COVID masks, not balaclavas. You can see, clearly uh, see that. And as uh, uh, Brucey says, wear the mask or else. Take the mask or else. Absolute psychopaths. Uh, so, yeah, apparently COVID masks, well, black COVID masks, are not uh, are not okay anymore. Like I'm, and down in uh, down in Melbourne, uh, the uh, invasion day organizers i they advised uh, the people uh, the people attending uh, to uh, to uh, be covid safe by wearing a mask and not attending if you are sick and there were a uh, with they had of course the pro palestinian uh, tie in and so i uh, there uh, were activists there uh, covering their heads and faces with the uh, Kiev. I mean, that's not a COVID mask. How come they're not called uh, cowards who are hiding uh, their identity? I mean, uh, so that's apparently okay. Uh, they're allowed to, to, to wear those. Antifa, uh, they uh, wear masks uh, too events all, all the time, though they do uh, use the cover of uh, COVID safe uh, wearing those N95 uh, masks. Uh, so very selective about who they want to uh, unmask. And uh, Chris Minns, he said that uh, uh, that uh, he wants to unmask them uh, so that uh, they can be doxxed to their friends, family, employers as a racist. And uh, as part of his uh, publicity uh, blitz, he was on the uh, Channel 9's Today Show uh, with Sarah Arbo. Well, the, the neo-Nazis that stormed the city in Sydney for a third day in a row are bragging about using up police resources, posting this video online. We are the soldiers of our blood. We are the fighters of our nation. I mean, truly, New South Wales Premier Chris Minns is live in Sydney to respond. Premier, these guys are just hate-filled cowards, aren't they? Yeah, pretty pathetic. Most of the time they cover their faces with balaclavas. Many of them are from interstate and mm. fancy joining a, a neo-Nazi group in 2024. I think 
Most people, the vast, vast majority of people that live in New South Wales at least think that they're absolutely pathetic and it's pretty embarrassing to dress up in all black on a 40 degree day when yeah. everyone else in the suburb is having fun and enjoying this great Australian day. I mean, when you mentioned there the fact that a lot of them were interstate, half of them came from Victoria. We know there's been a lot of activity down south around this neo-Nazi sort of movement, if you like. We can make a mockery of them. They are cowards covering their faces up. But at the end of the day, you do have to take it seriously too. We do, because the ideology that they're sprouting is so serious. It's toxic to our culture. It's uh, designed to rip apart the cohesive community that we have in New South Wales and, in fact, in all of Australia. And I just think that we need to confront it head-on, say to some of these young people who are considering joining it, you look ridiculous. Mm. It's absolutely pathetic. And what you're spewing on the streets of Sydney and Australia is hate-filled anti-Semitism, racism that you'll regret for the rest of your life. In New South Wales, the police have the right to take off your balaclava, mm. to expose you and your identity so that everyone you know, your family, your friends, your employer, your co-workers will know that you're a racist. I mean, they have the powers to do that, so just go ahead and name and shame them, right? I mean, otherwise you're not going to be able to curb this kind of behaviour. You know, what are, what are the legal powers that police have to, or the government has to take action against these guys? Well, on Australia Day, they did just that. On the scene, the police made a quick decision to issue a public order, which meant that this particular group couldn't go near any Australia Day celebrations, couldn't go to the CBD, couldn't go to North Sydney, and all of them, every single one of them, had to reveal their identity to New South Wales police. Five of them were detained until their identity could be established. That's exactly what happened. I don't think that's happened in any other jurisdiction. I stand to be corrected. That's what mm -hmm. happened in New South Wales. And that will be what continues to happen. New South Wales police are not going to be tolerant of this obnoxious and appalling behaviour by any stretch of the imagination. And the message to racists, particularly those from interstate, is that you're not welcome here mm. and we don't need you to celebrate Australia Day. No one does. Everybody had a great day anyway. Yeah, I know. It's, it's awful to see them making a mockery as well of the system online and then refusing to pay those fines that have been issued. But let's see. So that was the end of, uh, as far as I, there was a press conference this morning uh, where Chris Minns uh, again uh, condemned the, the National Socialist Network. But interesting, he said that, oh, everyone uh, had a great time celebrated Australia Day, which I do make the point that uh, the Thomas Sewell and the National Socialist Network, their activities uh, did have the effect of completely overshadowing all the Invasion Day rallies. I mean, the front page of the Daily Telegraph on the Saturday uh, was un-Australian riot squad intercepts neo-Nazi army on train, 70 men in balaclavas in pro-white protest. And we had uh, also uh, Peter Dutton uh, concur uh, with uh, Anthony Albanese uh, saying, well said, Prime Minister, in condemning neo-Nazis. I've made these points before in relation to neo-Nazis and strongly support the PM's comments. They are a sick cult which has no place in our society. There is no place for hate in our society. Uh, Anthony Albanese hears uh, comments, and I'll uh, do the voice. He said he was horrified by the images. I don't want to see people in balaclavas dressed in black from head to toe who are engaged in neo-Nazi activity throughout the country. It is no place that has been rightly condemned by all decent people. What's next? Are they, the, the politicians, are they going to condemn cancer? Uh, because uh, I... Uh, 
unless uh, all the politicians uh, uh, jump on and uh, condemn uh, Nazis, uh, then we must assume that that uh, they are pro-Nazi. I mean, uh, there was also Tanya Plebersbeck, the environment minister. She said what happened in Sydney yesterday is shameful. There is simply no place for racism, white supremacy, or hate speech. Everyone deserves to be safe. And Melbourne's Nine News, uh, they uh, aired a segment uh, calling for uh, Victoria Police uh, to uh, be given uh, the same uh, draconian move-on powers uh, that uh, the New South Wales police have. Good evening. Victoria's inadequate laws have been exposed and authorities here left red-faced after police in Sydney stopped a group of neo-Nazis in their tracks. They used powers previously taken away from Victoria Police, with advocates describing the situation as a ticking time bomb. Mark Santomartino explains. Neo-Nazis have been all but allowed to march through Ballarat, Flinders Street Station and the steps of Victoria's State Parliament. Compare that to this in Sydney, where police dismantled a hateful Australia Day march before it could enter the CBD. That's an example of the New South Wales law being executed effectively by New South Wales police. Officers slowed down a train so they could intercept the hateful group led by convicted criminal Thomas Sewell at a station in northern Sydney. They were picked apart and ordered to remove their masks so they could be identified and fined. 55 were handed infringement notices. Six who refused were arrested. They took urgent and immediate action to dispel what could have been a very dangerous activity. Premier Allen, this is a problem from hell that you cannot run or hide from. Victoria Police lost similar move-on powers in 2015. Displays of the Nazi swastika and Nazi salute have since been made illegal. Victoria Police insists it has the power to deal with unlawful behaviour, but acknowledges in this statement that the rules in New South Wales and Victoria are different, adding they'd be open to working with the government on new laws which would enable police to ban people from specific areas over concerns their behaviour may result in a risk to the public. Give the police the power that they can move people on before events happen like this. This is an evolving threat and we cannot allow them to run wild in our streets. Mark Santomartino, Nine News. And now, of course, that uh, featured Devere with uh, his uh, catchphrases, these men are a ticking time bomb of their running wild and uh, now the politician that you saw there was the shadow police minister brad batten and the liberal opposition uh, obviously we saw how uh, victoria police were uh, deployed uh, during the COVID lockdowns when dan andrews uh, was premier the liberal opposition want to give victoria police even more draconian powers. Dan Andrews actually abolished the move on laws when he was elected premier and has, uh, and the Labor Party uh, has so far uh, refused demands to bring them back uh, after the Liberal opposition. They tried to introduce, introduce them again into Parliament after the Caulfield standoff late last year. And the reason why uh, there was only one uh, anti-lockdown uh, protest in, in Sydney in 2021 
is because a the the next next weekend next Saturday the New South Wales Police went around to all of the uh the, the, those who uh, were who were present and gave them a, a banned them from the uh, CBD LGAs. Joel Jamal made a video where if where he stated if he was anywhere near the Sydney CBD on the, the on that Saturday, then he uh, would be facing five years in jail. Joel Jamal's disappeared. I haven't heard of him uh, since of last November, so I don't know what's up with that. Uh, now I saw in uh, the in uh, the the comments. Uh, I think it was uh, Brucey says, imagine if they dressed in all white or brown, what colour would be acceptable? And now, for what it's worth, uh, I do think that I, the, uh, the National Socialist Network need to ditch the, the black block because it's too easy for the mainstream media uh, to paint them as uh, sinister sinister and claim that they're looking for violence and they're thugs even though they've said uh, that that's not what they're looking for they're a peaceful activist group and i was on iron duke 99 stream on friday night on uh, australia day and i said i don't believe that they are advocating furthering uh, further furthering uh, their ideology of national socialism. I mean, they primarily concern, them, concern themselves with advocating for a white Australia pro-white policies, but why are they importing a failed uh, 1930s German political ideology when, well, the white Australia policy uh, was instituted in Federation 1901 until 1967? I mean, you have a rich Australian white rich white Australian history to choose from choose from uh, which you can appeal to Australian history uh, and historical uh, figures and so why are you bringing in this 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 ideology that the that the the, the white Australian Anzacs because when the, the Anzacs in World War II fought against the Nazis. I, Australia had the, the 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 white Australia policy in post-World War II. The immigration minister, uh, Arthur Corwell, I was uh, determined that there would be no change at that time. Now, I'm not saying that I agreed with the white Australia policy. I'm not an advocate for national socialism, but this is what my show is. I, I give my two cents, my free advice. It's uh, for what it's worth. I mean, I'm very clear about my beliefs. I'm a libertarian. I believe in freedom, including for a Nazis, national socialist. I believe that they shouldn't be sent, uh, put on trial and sentenced to jail uh, for raising their arm or displaying a symbol i mean we didn't have these bands for 75 years after after the end of world war ii and yet australia uh, hasn't turned into uh, nazi germany and as ron nielsen says white australia policy has nothing to do with national socialism correct uh, you can be a nationalist without being a no-no 
Naughty Design says libertarians are anarchists without uh, balls. Michael Malice. Michael Malice is a troll, so he's just trying to trying to rustle people up. Tomorrow VI says many Europeans that were invaded by Germans don't appreciate the smart-looking German-style uniform. Well, the the various Nazi armies though didn't wear black lock. I mean, obviously, a, the SS wore those wore those jackets. Now, obviously, I mentioned that a, a, the next day after Australia Day, January twenty seventh, is uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day because we're told that a, there's not enough Holocaust education of the young that's why there's so many a, a so many young people at pro-palestinian rallies i mean i remember from as far as i can even remember always knowing about the nazi germany holocaust where it wasn't just the six million jews who were murdered but there was also the roma gypsies the jehovah's witnesses the homosexuals the uh, disabled and just any enemies of the of the states there and now uh peter dutton uh he he put out a a statement on holocaust remembrance day uh, where he said uh, that but just get it here uh, on international holocaust remembrance day we remember the six million jews who are victims of the nazi regime we commemorate the lives of all those killed on October 7, and we pray for those still held hostage by Hamas. The coalition government will provide 8.5 million for Australia's Holocaust museums, which includes 5 million to research, design, and develop commemora uh, commemorations and exhibits for the October 7 attacks. The victim stories will be told, their memories enshrined, and their bravery uh, preserved. And the exhibits will remind Australians of the modern dangers of anti-Semitism. Now, I'm sure that these the various a uh, various Jewish museums across the world will commemorate the 1200, not just Israeli Jews, but there are also uh, Thai farm immigrants that were also murdered. There was a whole bunch of other ethnicities that were murdered by Hamas on October 7. Uh, but why do we constantly need to give all these government grants uh, to, uh, to 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 these groups? I mean, we are in a in a cost of cost of living crisis, so. really this i mean uh, we have here and we had late last year uh mark dreyfus uh give uh 27.5 million uh, to the uh, uh, to the uh, council of australian jury uh for uh, school uh, protection and that is over uh, over two years i'll just bring that up here uh, so this was uh, so given by the attorney attorney general's department twenty seven point five mil million to the executive council of Australian jury uh, from twenty first of December until uh, so eighteen months twenty thirtieth uh, of June 
2025. I mean, this is the thing. Uh, governments uh, dole out our money to whether it's uh, museums, arts, sports, there's always a justification uh, for all of them. And now the reason why 27th of January is chosen uh, as International Holocaust Remembrance Day is because that's when uh, the Soviet Red Army uh, liberated the Auschwitz uh, death camp in Poland. And you see uh, pictures and, and videos of the liberation. Uh, but uh, Anne Frank's uh, stepsister, Eva Scholes, told Piers Morgan in 2020, when it was the 75th anniversary of the liberation announced, which that those photos and videos are actually reenactments. And something I wanted to point out to you, um, you know, there are many pictures about the Russian liberating Auschwitz, and there's never any snow, and the snow was honestly that mm. high. Mm -hmm. And so I have some connection with the Russian embassy, and I was there once, and I said, something puzzles me. Those photos are fakes, because there's no snow. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, yes, they are not fakes, but when the army came, they didn't have cameras, they didn't photograph. Mm. So only much later, when they realized we should have pictures of it, they took pictures, right. like you see now, but this is definitely not in Auschwitz and not the liberation of Auschwitz. The, the, there were not that many people with clothes and children and no snow. Right. Fascinating. So the, I think historically we should point this out. And get it right. Yeah, so that was uh, on Good Morning Britain with uh, Piers Morgan back in uh, 2020 there. So interesting historical fact there. And now also on the 26th of January, it's not just uh, Australia Day, uh, it is also a Indian Republic Day uh, when uh, the Indian Republic uh, was proclaimed in 1950, and Anthony Albanese uh, put out a statement uh, which said, "Republic Day is an opportunity to." Oh, I should do the voice. Republic Day is an opportunity to celebrate India's extraordinary success across more than seven decades of independence. Since independence, India has drawn on the vitality and diligence of its people to build a modern nation defined by innovation and success. Our shared national days, we also have an opportunity to celebrate the depth of our friendship. Australian and India have never been closer. The bonds between our two nations are lifelong and intergenerational, built on the deep and enduring links between our people. The Indian diaspora in Australia is the lifeblood of our friendship. Importantly, as a relationship with a bright future, as we together honour and cherish the region, we can go home and we are united in advancing and preserving an open and inclusive, stable and prosperous Indo-Pacific. On Republic Day, I'm, in, I'm delighted to extend my congratulations to all who celebrate the great achievements of the public of India. And uh, we had Peter Dutton uh, concur uh, with a, a statement uh, of, his, of his own uh, that he put out. I'm not sure if I can do a Peter Dutton voice. On behalf of the coalition, I, I send my best wishes to the people of India, to Prime Minister Modi and Australians of Indian industry as you celebrate India's Republic Day. It was on this day 74 years ago when India's constitution came into force. It was a triumph for a new and young nation which had only become independent 195 days earlier. During 
The historical event in 1950, the first president of India, Dr. Rajid Prasad, famously said, our constitution is democratic instrument seeking to endure to the individual citizens of the freedoms which are so invaluable. India has never prescribed or, or prosecuted opinions and faith, and our philosophy has room for as much for a devotee of, of a personal God uh, as for an agnostic or an atheist. We shall therefore be only implementing a practice under a constitution, what we have inherited from our traditions, namely freedom of opinion and expression. Today, as Australian stupendously celebrates our national day and their own modern democratic achievements, we extend our congratulations to our friends in India. Each year, Australia and India open new pipelines of friendship and opportunity and enterprise, which multiply the connections between our two nations, a true sign of the growing strength of our democracies. Happy Republic Day to India, the on Peter Dutton there. And now Peter Dutton and the Liberal Party, obviously they, uh, they support Australia Day. Uh, they have promised to legislate if they win the next election to uh, to enshrine Australia Day in, leg in legislation that are going to be changed through a plebiscite. Uh, the, the, a future uh, anti-Australian government could simply repeal that law and change the date. Though maybe Peter Dutton, given that he put out a letter for India Republic Day and a statement for uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day, maybe he could maybe he will combine all three. I mean, we know that Peter Dutton is uh, Israel first, India a very close second, and Ukraine third, and Australia last. But at least he does recognise Australia, unlike a uh, Labour and the Greens. I mean, Anthony Albanese, did you see his uh, Australia Day message? I will not play it for you, but uh, look at his his backdrop there. It's just some yellow wattle. There's no Australian flag, no Labor cabinet minister posted the Australian flag on their social media feed in any photos on Australia Day. Uh, but there were some Aboriginal flags. Uh, but uh, Anthony Albanese, of course, says, we have no plans to uh, change the day of Australia Day, just like we had no plans to change the stage three tax cuts. I mean, Anthony Albanese and Labor, they, they, they would change the day of Australia Day if they could get away with it. I mean, they probably would have tried if their uh, Aboriginal voice referendum had been successful. And in the lead up to Australia Day, did you see the gaslighting that was that that was uh, undertaken uh, by the anti-Australia Day mob. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're so triggered by a supermarket not selling Australia Day merchandise. Or uh, you're the ones who, who, who started it all by getting triggered about Australia Day and screaming like banshees, shame, uh, change the date, no pride in genocide, always was, always will be. Those who gather in the CBD, they're not about changing the date. They're, they're about, well, not just abolishing the date, but abolishing Australia. They believe that Australia has a shameful history, even though 
at the Gabba uh, on the, the the final test, which Australia lost. Pat Cummins, the captain, and Steve Smith, the former captain, both supported change in the day, but their Invasion Day protesters out the front saying, uh, 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 no, no justice, no sport, uh, which is a play on Black Lives Matter, no justice, no peace. And so it's never enough. This is the thing. And uh, speaking of uh, people triggered over supermarkets, now Coles did sell Australian Day merchandise, but somebody was triggered uh, that they were uh, selling Australia Day merchandise. So uh, spray painted no priority in genocide with the Aboriginal flag in front of uh, Coles there. So you're the triggered ones. I mean, the fact that you have to scream and 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 rage and you know get triggered and angry by any Australian flag, and also uh, we have had uh, we've now had uh, two uh, Captain James Cook uh, statues a or or in Edinburgh Park it was a it was a a plaque uh for uh Captain James Cook that was was knocked over and now Victoria police a as i said uh i doubt they'll a put much resources into catching uh the captain cook uh decapitators and they also uh vandalized on the same day the queen victoria uh, monument. I'm surprised they haven't started a campaign to rename the state of uh, Victoria. Uh, so uh, this is what uh, they, they did. I, they knocked over, sawed off uh, the Captain James Cook monument in North Fitzroy in Marrow Gardens. And the Yarra Council, they are considering, well, keeping it permanently down because of repeated vandalism. So a, they are giving in to these suburban terrorists, and these uh, suburban terrorists, uh, they cover their faces as well. They're cowards as well. Aren't they proud of their vandalism? And there was also apologists for them saying, oh, was there even these uh, statues to, to Captain James Cook? I mean, so we can just go and tear down, decapitate uh, any statue we like. I mean, in future, uh, if there is the Dan Andrews statue and it gets decapitated or thrown in the Yarra River, is that going to be so, oh, this is political violence. Oh, how dare they uh, do that to uh, Daddy Dan? And now in response to the Captain James Cook decapitation, dismemberment in St Kilda, Gabriel Mare, a host of Australia uh, First, uh, a groiper decided to go down to Hyde Park to protect the Captain James Cook statue. Now, the Victoria Police, they couldn't respond as the vandalism was happening. Uh, it took them like 20 minutes to get down, even though using angle grinders to cut down a, a statue, decapitate a statue, uh, does take a while. It took New South Wales Police seven minutes uh, to give Gabriel Mare and his friend a move on order for protecting public property. And thankfully, uh, nothing happened to the Captain James Cook statue in Hyde Park, but New South Wales police, they moved on. Clearly people who are wanting to uh, perform a, a citizen's duty because obviously uh, the New South Wales police aren't going to patrol the, the statue 24-7. Uh, so they're doing a, a public service patriotic duty, but New South Wales police, well, Tell them to move on, otherwise five years jail for you. 
uh, protecting property, uh, public property isn't illegal, by the way. Well, I didn't, I didn't think so either. Uh, now, as I mentioned, uh, Anthony Albanese uh, announced that a, for, for he'd, he'd said for years that there was no, no plans to change the change three stage three tax cuts. Well, he announced plans uh, that uh, uh, to change the stage three tax cuts. Last week at his emergency cost of living meeting in Canberra with his MPs, which cost the taxpayers at least a uh, million dollars in travel expenses and put CO2 into the atmosphere, which Chris Bowen uh, tells us uh, not to not to expel. Uh, so he's halved the tax cuts uh, for upper high middle income earners and said that there's going to be tax cuts uh, coming in for July. Uh, for the uh, for lower middle income earners, so he's banking on uh, that. There's more uh, people in in the uh, lower middle income, more voters uh, who uh, will vote for him uh, because he gave them a tax cuts than they who will be pissed off uh, that he's reneged on his word. He he claims that he hasn't lied, broken a promise, uh, but. At the very least, he's being sneaky, uh, sneaky and tricky by saying we had we have no plans to change. That is code word again for as for the Australia Day. Uh, they would change if they can get away with it. And Anthony Albanese now thinks he can get away with changing his plans. So when Anthony, when a politician says we have no plans to change, or that's not something we're contemplating, that's not ruling out saying that uh, this is what we are promising this uh, we uh, uh, and that any suggestion uh, that we're going to change uh, that is wrong uh, we're keeping this end of story full stop uh, so that's the only time that you uh, you would that a politician is ruling out something that's why Julie Gillard uh, she her prime ministership uh, was terminal uh, since she said there will be no carbon tax under government I lead and I rule out a carbon tax she said no carbon tax i rule out a carbon tax though anthony albanese he gave himself a lot more uh wiggle room and jim chalmers the uh treasurer today was asked about capital gains tax uh and negative gearing and said that's not something we're complimenting uh the policies they took to the 2019 election which they lost again that's not ruling it out and as difficult nerd uh james uh, newbury uh, pointed out that you increase taxes on poor and middle income people by $1,500 by ending the low and middle income tax offset. Now you're giving them back $100. There's still $700 worth up thanks to your tax increases and they know it. And like, so you should be thanking the, the government that, well, again, a libertarian philosophy taxation is, is theft. Oh, thank you, our benevolent leader. You're stealing less of our our, our money uh, praise you and uh, Anthony Albanese uh, he uh, the there was a Morgan poll tonight which just has labored just ahead 50.5 to the coalition's 49.52 party preferred he was booed uh, when his name was announced at the Australian Open tennis final on behalf of Tennis Australia, I'd like to welcome Victorian Governor, Her Excellency, the Honourable Professor Margaret Gardner, the Australian Prime Minister, the Honourable Anthony Albanese, the Deputy Victorian Premier, the Honourable Ben Carroll.
Thank you. The Vince. Pete Cosman says negative gearing should be ended, ended, though that's a good thing. The other half would be getting rid of mass migration. Well, negatively geared properties, they, they're mainly still rented out. Uh, mass migration is, is, is the main thing that would help stabilize housing prices, prices at the very least, increasing the supply of housing. I mean, uh, Javier Millet in Argentina has deregulated the housing market and that has seen a 15% drop so far in housing prices. So governments just need to uh, get out of the, the way when it comes to, comes to housing. Now, the ABC, uh, of course, uh, they promoted the uh, Invasion Day uh, events, and of course that led uh, their their bulletin. And they, one of their Indigenous uh, reporters, uh, Bridget Brennan, and uh, very Aboriginal name Brennan, of course it's an Irish name, she declared on air uh, that always was, always will be. And of course, uh, uh, the ABC st staff, well, a minority of them decided to take a vote of no confidence in the uh, managing director, David Anderson, over uh, the firing of uh, the fill-in uh, ABC Sydney Post, uh, Antoinette Latouf. Uh, they hired her knowing she was a pro-Palestine activist on her Instagram and fired her three days in. Uh, ABC fired her. It has been revealed uh, under uh, pressure uh, from a letter-writing campaign by a group of Jewish lawyers. The WhatsApp messages uh, were, were leaked. And so she's taking them to the Fair Work uh, uh, Commission as an absolute uh, mess. Uh, the, the, that uh, ABC, our tax dollars are again uh, being wasted in these legal uh, proceedings. So of course, the ABC has uh, had to pay out defamation money, our money, uh, to people that it's uh, uh, defamed, uh, such as Heston Russell and uh, Andrew Lemming. And uh, Anthony Albanese last week, he upset, uh, triggered, uh, the Labor drips the rusted on on Twitter X by announcing former Foxtel and News Corp uh, CEO Kim Williams as the new uh, chair of the ABC to take over from the useless Ida Butt-Rose. Uh, now, uh, Kim Williams, he was the, the CEO of Foxtel for 10 years. And an interesting fact, when he was, when he was uh, the CEO of Foxtel, the History Channel uh, aired a David Irving World War II uh, documentary. Uh, which uh, they axed and apologized for. Uh, Kim Williams is a, uh, a Zionist. And uh, I remember uh, at the time, Andrew Hansen of the Chaser, uh, he went to uh, Foxdale HQ dressed up as Hitler, uh, complaining about uh, the axing of the positive documentary about him and demanding to speak uh, with Kim Williams saying you can't uh, kill something off you disagree with and wanted his own cooking show on the Lifestyle uh, channel. And it was a very funny sketch. And there wasn't a second Holocaust. You know, back in the olden days before, Devere always said he is... It, you know, he was he was he said he was always being stabbed in the 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 heart, ripped it ripped in the heart or punched in the stomach. You know, everyone had a laugh over that sketch back in two thousand and seven. 
these days that sketch would be illegal because Andrew Hansen uh, wore, uh, wore the, the Nazi swastika uh, armband as well, because obviously that's how, that's what Hitler wore. He must have borrowed the costume from uh, Dominic Perrottet uh, back then. And now Kim Williams in lasted two years as News Corp CEO uh, because he uh, pissed off uh, too many of the old school News Corp paper editors by wanting to streamline uh, the News Corp's operation in the digital economy. And so they got Rupert to override his decisions and uh, that was pretty, uh, that undermined him and was pretty much the end of him. Uh, though he is married, Kim Williams, to Gough Whitlam's daughter and was married to Kathy Lett, uh, the author of Puberty Blues back in the 80s. They had an amicable of divorce, she said on Twitter X, uh, that Kim has wonderful taste in, in wives. Kathy Lett, of course, married to uh, Jeffrey Robertson, one of Julian Assange's lawyers, who I was pleased that Liz Storer on Sky News Australia dissented uh, from the neocon uh, consensus on Australia Day and declared that Julian Assange was the forgotten Australian rotting uh, there in a UK UK prison there. Also, uh, other political prisoners who are in uh, the UK are, uh, of course, uh, Alex Belfield, sentenced to five years in prison for uh, so-called uh, uh, so-called stalking of uh, Jeremy Vine, which was just making videos about him and sending emails to BBC management inquiring about stuff that he had said online. So Alex Belfield got five years in prison for that. Katie Hopkins visited uh, him and did a, a vlog about it and said that he is doing well. He hasn't been broken and uh, he should be out on uh, good behavior within two and a half years. I uh, thought so it would be good to see Katie Hopkins uh, visit the Reverend James Costello, who's also serving a five-year uh, prison sentence uh, for a, the uh, the contents of his uh, pro-white uh, Christian beliefs, his uh, creativity religion. He got five years in prison. And uh, now we have uh, Laura Towler's uh, husband, uh, Sam, who is now facing uh, prison after uh, being found guilty of uh, stickering. Uh, so he... Uh, he put out uh, stickers, uh, pro-white stickers, such as uh, uh, White Lives Matter, it's okay to be uh, to be white. We were never asked a white people to become a minority. Uh, so this is a gives, gives and go uh, put out by Mark Collette. Uh, so it says, Sam Miller was found guilty of speech crimes in Leeds Crown Court. Sam produced over 300 stickers bearing a number of slogans during the opening stages of the prosecution admitted that the language used on the stickers was in fact lawful during the trial the jury was told that it did not matter whether concerts the stickers were true as the truth is no defense in such a case this has to be one of the greatest miscarriages of justice we have ever witnessed a body of work which was deemed lawful and the contents of which was all true but has resulted in a man being found guilty on the basis of his perceived motivation Sam is a husband to Laura, a father to Catherine, another baby on the way in just 12 weeks. Sam is a hardworking man with a big heart who's gone out of his way to help others and support those around him who were in need of help. Now, Sam needs your help. Sam will be sentenced on 1st of March and will likely face a custodial sentence measured in years. Before that happens, it'd be great to raise a small sum of money in order 
for Sam to take to take his family away for a week to allow them to break what has been and continues to be a nightmare that has lasted for years. Throughout all of this, Sam and Laura have remained strong and upbeat. Amazingly, both of them are still smiling and remain committed to the struggle. Please consider giving a small amount uh, to help them in their time of need. Now, where is uh, the the free speech union in decrying the political persecution, uh, the speech crime uh, conviction of uh, Sam Miller? Uh, where is uh, Andrew Doyle of uh, Free Speech Nation on GB News? He's blocked me on Twitter. And this was also what Tommy Robinson asked. Uh, where is uh, uh, GB News? Uh, he screened because he's actually banned from London, uh, Tommy Robinson. He screened a, another part of his uh, Rape of Britain uh, documentary, which is now on Rumble. Uh, this was his, because the grooming gang scandal, like GB News, Talk TV, still, still obsessed with, you know, Meghan Markle and all of that sort of stuff, while the... the, the there is still lack of accountability uh, for all not uh, for all of those who covered up uh, the activities of the grooming gangs uh, for fear of being called racist. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just give a recap so far of what we've exposed in this documentary series. We've, we've exposed a senior ranking West Mercia police officer who was receiving money off Pakistani rape gangs how many of the mainstream media reported on that? None. I'd like to ask you this. You're going to see in this film corruption to the highest level from the police. What I'll ask you, where are GB News? Where the fuck are you? How come you're not covering any of these stories? Do you know the important thing is that we have citizen journalism, we have independent media, and every single one of you who now act as the media. It's important that you share this film. Again, our survivor is here today. I'm losing my voice already. Our survivor is here today. Just for one minute, listen to this story and try and think of going through any of the things that they've gone through as a family. We'll now play the film. And that's good to have uh, Tommy back. And uh, obviously, I, uh, Mark Collette, uh, Laura, uh, Sam, a patriotic alternative. They are ethno nationalists who do discuss the Jewish question. Tom, uh, uh, Tommy Robinson is a civic nationalist. He's a Zionist, yet he was kicked out of the, the march against anti Semitism in London. Uh, so, uh, Tommy has a new news website, uh, urban scoop, uh, dot news. Uh, so his Rape of Britain, as I mentioned, is now on, on Rumble. Uh, so definitely uh, check that out. Uh, now, we have these the British authorities consistently persecuting white men, demonising them. Uh, they are responsible for everything that's wrong in the world. And shouldn't be surprising then that, well, they're not wanting to fight for their country. And this is a, a Western phenomenon. The US are not reaching their recruitment targets. Neither is the Australian uh, military. 
and uh, you had uh, the uh, the army uh, general uh, Sir Patrick Sanders say uh, call for a citizen's army that we need to uh, young people need to be taught how to fight for a possible conflict in in Russia. Uh, young people need to be ready to uh, die for Globo Homo in uh, Ukraine and uh, in the, the Middle East as well, whether it be in uh, Israel, uh, Yemen or Jordan or Iran. And uh, former uh, Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson, uh, this was his uh, cringe uh, video about... Uh, General Sanders' uh, call for a citizen's army. Sir, Lance Corporal Johnson reporting for duty and responding to the appeal from General Sanders for a citizen army and encouraging young people across the country to think of the attractions, advantages of some kind of military training or service. Because at the moment they think it's either uncool or unethical or perhaps they're not following General Sanders they're following Colonel Sanders. To find out what we need to do about it, read my column in the Daily Mail. Uh, no, Boris, I didn't read your column in the Daily Mail. I mean, seeing that video, I made it made it clear that your column was not worth reading. And I would say that uh, probably you're the one who's, who's uh, by the size of you, eating too much uh, Colonel Sanders there. I mean, you've got so many children these days to uh, all the wives uh, that you've had. You probably order the, the family buckets and it's like, oh, this, there's, uh, oh, nobody wants some. I'll finish off the, 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 these multiple family buckets uh, that I've gotten. Are you going to sign up uh, your children uh, to, 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 to fight in uh, Ukraine against Russia and for all the other uh, neocon? Uh, projects. I mean, is Constantine Kisson, uh, um, is he going to, you know, raise his children to also uh, fight as well? I don't know if Douglas Murray uh, has children. I don't think he's, he's a homosexual. Uh, he just had an interview with uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, which will air on Talk TV. He probably had to change his pants afterwards, probably creamed them as soon as uh, BB uh, sat down. And uh, we had a a neocon, a war hawk, a right for Sky News Australia, Alexei uh, Maraviv, uh, say that, uh, are we ready for an all-out war with Russia? Australia must consider mandating national service to build our train reserve while we still have time. I mean, would you fight uh, for your country uh, the way that it currently is uh, that uh, the current values espoused by our leaders the way that it has uh, treated you and now of course i over in the uk i mean fighting a war with russia i the uk i can't even defend uh its english channel it's uh, the 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 uh, the dinky divers it's still an open borders policy rishi sunak roland rat has said it has promised to sock the boats in mass migration uh he's just taking you for a fool though in the united states a and this is what i titled the show could be heading uh for a second second civil war 
because uh, there was the supreme, amazing, uh, unbelievable uh, Supreme Court decision, shocking uh, Supreme Court decision, scandalous, abhorrent uh, Supreme Court uh, decision uh, that uh, the Biden's uh, border uh, border force, uh, the the ICE, I uh, could remove the razor wire that the state of Texas had put uh, had put at the U.S.-Mexico border uh, to keep illegals out, and all the females on the Supreme Court voted for it. Uh, uh, Katanji Jackson Brown, uh, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Trump appointee Amy Coney Barrett and uh, Bush appointee Chief Justice John Roberts. And I meant to include John Roberts there as uh, a female there. He's proven himself to be a mangina on the Supreme Court, basically turned into a liberal, though he was appointed by uh, George W. Bush. I mean, the only reliable conservative uh, vote on the Supreme Court that Trump nominated is Brett Kavanaugh because uh, Neil Gorsuch, uh, he voted with... Uh, uh, the Liberal Justices, uh, John Roberts, uh, that uh, the protection of LGBTQ rights was uh, protected under uh, sex civil rights uh, laws. Uh, so Neil Gorsuch is uh, unreliable as well. And so Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he is going to uh, defy and block uh, the Biden Border officials from taking down the uh, the border uh, the border razor wire. And in fact, the Texas uh, National Guard is uh, is going to be uh, putting out more uh, razor wire. And twenty five Republican governors, including the Rhino governors, like in Ohio, I I have uh, signed a uh, signed co-signed the letter that a. They believe that uh, Texas has a right uh, to protect its border. Uh, so the statement says, uh, so this is what uh, uh, the Attorney General of Texas said, uh, Ken Paxton, who uh, the rhinos tried to impeach. The destruction of Texas border barriers will not help enforce the law or keep American citizens safe. The fight is not over and I look forward to defending our state's uh, sovereignty. Uh, so Governor Abbott, Lambasted Joe Biden for failing force immigration laws and thereby violating his own oath of office. He declared an invasion under then invasion under Article 110 clause asserting Texas right to uh, self-defense. So it is good that the Republican governors are backing. Now, what Biden might do is federalize the Texas National Guard, which means that the Texas National Guard have to obey orders from President Biden. I've only seen this happen in uh, in uh, the television show Designated Survivor after the Capitol building is blown up, blamed on Islamic and Islamic terrorists. The governor of Michigan interns Muslims in the state, and so the president is played by Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, federalizes the Michigan National Guard, they defy him. And so this is what could have a second civil war. Now, the first civil war uh, made it clear that uh, the United States, you could opt into the union, but you could never leave. And so even though supposedly it's the United States of America, it's a union of states, 
i.e. the precedent is that states can can never leave, even though a national divorce, a secession, uh, would be would be in the benefits of I think both both of the the divided states of America. I mean, there could be the uh, degenerate states of America on the east coast and the west coast, and then you could have remember that map, a United States of Canada and Jesus Land. It's from 2004. Maybe just have the borders like that. And uh, now Donald Trump, uh, he, a, a, he has been ordered by a New York uh, judge to pay E. Jean Carroll, a, the uh, columnist who, a, who uh, she accused of Trump of uh, sexually assaulting her in her luxury departments during the in the in the nineties, uh, so because uh, Trump uh, denied uh, subsequently that he sexually assaulted her, say that uh, he never met her, he now has to pay her another uh, eighty-three million uh, U.S. dollars. Uh, so if Trump says something else, then is there going to be another uh, lawsuit? Uh, so. Uh, Trump's lawyer is appealing because the uh, the judge has an insane conflict of in interest. Uh, was uh, because uh, because uh, the judge uh, was a mentor uh, to uh, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer Roberta Kaplan in the 1990s. Despite having similar last names, they have no uh, relation. Uh, so. And remember, Trump said uh, in the CNN town hall that he wasn't allowed to mention uh, things such as a cat being named Vagina. I mean, the way that Trump said Vagina uh, was almost as funny as the way he says China. And so uh, we obviously Biden wants to cut open the borders uh, to allow more vote, uh, uh, future voters in. In the meantime, trying to throw his opponent uh, in jail i mean a, again and the gaslighting is that trump is the threat to democracy not uh the u.s administration that's trying to put their opponent in jail nikki haley is not going to drop out of the republican race though trump is the uh presumptive nominee even though uh even though Nikki Haley has uh, no hope, and she uh, applauded uh, the jury uh, awarding uh, Agent Carroll $83 million in, in, in damages, saying, I absolutely uh, trust uh, the jury. Neocon uh, Nikki, and uh, I'm sure that she will be uh, at, her, uh, at her voice uh, to uh, the Republican neocons who are now calling uh, for a all-out war in Iran after there were three uh, U.S. soldiers killed in a drone strike in Jordan in, in the Tower 22 military outpost. Now, it's tragic that they've died, but why were they sent to Jordan? Why Why is the U.S. got all of these troops stationed in all of these outposts? And so uh, we've had uh, Lindsey Graham and uh, John Cornyn uh, call for attacks on Iran, and uh, so has uh, uh, Tom uh, Tom Cotton as well. Uh, so says that uh, they they want an attack 
on Iran. Iran has 80 million people in it. I mean, it's not a small country. Uh, so already the Middle East conflict has expanded to to Yemen. Uh, tr- now, another Biden could get sucked into a greater uh, Middle East war because that could give him an opportunity to suspend uh, the election. Uh, it can be done, even though it's never happened, didn't happen during World War One and World War Two. Uh, the US uh, still held presidential and congressional elections. There were also 20, 25 Americans wounded. So we are on the brink here. I mean, the US is on the brink of a civil war. We are on the the uh, the brink of uh, potentially a global conflict, whether it's uh, with Russia, China, Iran. And uh, uh, we are, of course, uh, the Israel, uh, you could call it basically demolition of Gaza is continuing. Netanyahu, he is. He said he's he's not deterred by the Biden administration uh, measuring its support. Certainly not deterred by the International Court of Justice uh, ruling uh, that uh, that they uh, should refrain from any acts that that fall under the Genocide Convention and that Shuranda's troops commit no genocide acts in Gaza. Remember that case was brought by South Africa. Again, the irony considering South Africa is practicing white genocide against South African uh, farmers. There's also a, and again, uh, going back to the waste of our uh, taxpayer money, uh, given that it is revealed uh, that uh, 12 uh, members of uh, the uh, the Palestinian Anwar Agency, so the United Station uh, uh, refu- Refugee a uh, 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 refugee works agency. Uh, so Penny Wong had given them six million. Uh, that has been suspended. Uh, the US, UK, uh, Italy have suspended its aid. So we are funding both sides. We're funding the Israeli military. So is the US, and also funding the terrorists, uh, Hamas terrorists, in uh, it, who are siphoning off the aid money. Well, I, there's members who are participating in, who participated in October 7 again. Uh, and this is, neocons have been doing this for years, giving our money to both sides of an international conflict. The, the side uh, that they're fighting now, they funded 10, 20 years ago. I mean, it is absolutely obscene. Uh, it is, it has led to atrocities. Uh, murder of hundreds of thousands and uh, made us in the West impoverished. Uh, also meant that there's a mass uh, mass migration people movement uh, to our countries, which uh, destabilize our countries because multiculturalism doesn't work. All right. I think I've uh, covered everything tonight. As I said, it'd be a big, big night tonight. I, now, I hope you enjoyed uh, my Wilmsfront episode with uh, Ben Shand, the Dusty Bogan, Bogan Christian Lobby, uh, last night. And uh, now, remember, I, I, now, I'll, I announced the winners of the annual Unshackler Awards uh, on Wilmsfront last night. Uh, they'll announce it again, but you can uh, check, it, check out the, the winners. Uh, Damien Ferry has posted both on the unshackled.net 
and a video announcement uh, of the awards. And so the winner of the uh, regressive of the year was not surprising the uh, the main enemy of uh, free speech and freedom in Australia, uh, Devere Abramovich. I, we had as the winner of the Australian Unshackler, Simeon Boykov, the Aussie Cossack. And uh, we had as the International Unshackler of the Year, uh, Donald Trump. The International Cuck of the Year, Energy Minister Chris Bowen, International Cis White Male, uh, Malcolm Roberts, Triggered Feminist of the Year, Lisa Wilkinson, Cultural Warrior of the Year, World Deserved Jacinta Price, a Degenerate of the Year, Hunter Biden, uh, International Media Personality of the Year, Tucker Carlson, and uh, Fake News of the Year, uh, ABC News. Now remember, uh, we've also got uh, the Unshackled uh, Substack uh, now as well at the Unshackled the, uh, the unshackled.substack.com.au. Uh, uh, so that's where I've uh, migrated our email list to. So you get a notification uh, whenever uh, there is a new Unshackled post or we're just about to go live. So there'll no longer be those weekly emails. You'll get an instant notification about when there is a new, new Unshackled content or about to go live. And you can also take out a unshackled uh, paid subscription there, $5 per month. And there is also, of course, our paid membership at the unshackled.net slash membership, uh, $5 per month, bronze, $10 per month a year for, uh, uh, for silver, $25 per month for gold and $50 per month for platinum. Uh, we also have a founding member uh, membership over on Substack for $500 per year. Now, I'll see you all uh, certainly next Monday, uh, 9 p.m. Melbourne time on the Wilmsfront channels. And of course, uh, I'll let you know when the next Wilmsfront guest is. And there'll be a new report from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft. Another epic show tonight, gone a bit over time. Uh, thank you all for watching. In the meantime, stay, stay safe, uh, stay free. Uh, stay out of trouble uh, so you don't get, uh, well, because almost so much is becoming illegal in Australia. So just, ma yeah, watch, well, yeah, yeah, make sure that uh, you're very careful and, and, and diligent as well is how I will finish off and I'll see you all again soon. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.